Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. everybody welcome to unlocking the magic you're listening to episode number 209 we are going to answer some of your questions today share some walt disney trivia and a bunch of stuff and a bunch of stuff <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff was Bruce just taking a picture? I was taking a picture for the like behind the scenes of our okay, Patreon. Yeah, but I, on our Patreon. That page. angle is not a not, yeah, well, I will, not my best angle. I'll make sure not to delete that and post it right away. So hey everybody, we are unlocking the magic podcast. Bruce, take it away uh, about what who we are, what we do here. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Listen. You should subscribe because we're pretty fun. I we're think so that we fun. are. Yeah, we do this podcast here on iTunes, Spotify, whichever whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, hit the subscribe button. We talk a little bit about Disney Disney. Uh, traveling to Disney, Disney history, would you rather's, uh, but just try to make this a fun show. And that's about it. <laughs> Perfect. So welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be answering some of your questions and have a little bit of Disney trivia on the show. It's going to be a fun episode. We get a lot of questions through email or Facebook and we apologize for not always responding to those, but we say, you know what, what's better than responding right here on the podcast? Bruce, is this episode going to be fun? This episode is going to be a blast. Really, really, really fun. Especially when I post that photo just now that you don't want me to post on Instagram. And on Instagram, we are Unlocking the Magic Podcast. Go follow us there. On our Instagram stories, maybe you'll see that photo there. Okay. You're the edited version. That was what we call a teaser. What, a teaser? Yeah. Okay. Get people to go do something. You know, I was I was uh, teasing you about the, the word fun because, you know, how I say the same word over and over again. I feel like you've said the word fun seven times already. I like the word fun. It's All fun right. to say fun. All right, that's the word of the day. Word of the show. Fun. Hello. Okay. I'm excited to get through these questions. These are really good questions and share them with you guys. And then, yeah, we're going to do the Walt, just a few Walt Disney trivia. And we're also going to share a recent question that we did. Uh, we asked you to submit your ideas so creepy about what my tombstone would look like or what would my tombstone say if i had one using the spoofs from disney's haunted mansion yeah, if you missed last week's episode we did 13 things we love about disney's haunted mansion because it's halloween it was october 13th we said you know what that would be a fun show to do share some insights of what we love about the haunted mansion and at the end we said hey what would connie's tombstone say if it was in the haunted mansion what and would you it guys say? had some great responses, so we'll read those coming up later in the show. Not creepy or weird at all. <laughs> I don't think it's creepy because it's in, in it's fun, right? It's not like it was like what would your real life tombstone say? It's like right. if you're in the haunted mansion. It's it, if you're in the haunted mansion tombstone, it means you did something significant. Yeah. How do we get one of those? Do something significant. Oh. I just said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Let me answer these questions. That's kind of somewhat significant. Let's do work. All right. Here we go. This question comes from A. A. I think it's short. A. <laughs> A. It says, thank you, A. I'm just teasing. Um, but I thought it was cool that she put the letter she A. She was like, yeah, you could say mine. Actually, no. Never mind. I'm just going to put one initial. <laughs> What's up, A? Hey, A. Okay, here we go. Hi, guys. I just found your podcast, and I've been listening for the last couple of nights. Wait a second. That means I've done a really bad job. 
Yeah, all this marketing. I feel like it's my job to like market the show. Uh-huh. And if you just found it, wham. <laughs> you're doing, you're failing. Bruce is failing you. Sorry, you guys. Okay. This is not my first time at Disney World. I've been there for an event. So I was unable to go to the parks, but only for one day. I am planning my first real trip in March of 2019, and I'm doing it solo. Do you have any tips for doing it, to, for doing Disney solo? Here's some extra info. This will help us, Bruce, okay? Travel dates, All right. March. Sorry. I was like, I had to bring my microphone down. <laughs> She's traveling March 24th through the 29th, staying at the All-Star. She has in parentheses, I really don't care about where I stay. I have four single park passes. Was planning on one park per day. I'm doing the Disney dining plan, but thinking about going down to the quick service tier. Thank you. Hey. 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 You know what? As as much as an introvert as I am, I can't imagine going to Disney alone. Yeah, because I do everything for you. Maybe I wouldn't be able to do it. That's the problem. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to figure anything out. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like I could. It. I feel like at this point with the show, I could probably get some friends down there and say, "Hey, let's let's go to Disney." I wouldn't have to go alone. I just I don't know if I would go alone. Well, is that technically that's not doing it alone if you're going to meet up with friends, right? Like, do you mean solo, like really, like solitude? Like, can you make friends when you're down there? You know, that's going to be hard for me. Cause, I mean, the funny thing is, okay, when I'm down there with people, I want to be alone. Okay. Oh, oh, but I don't want to <laughs> be alone. I don't want to go a solo trip. What kind of people? Uh, let's go on to the next question. <laughs> all right. Well, we didn't answer this one. Oh. So let's talk about, first of all, she says uh, all-star resort and she doesn't care where I stay. You know what? I There's mixed reviews on all-stars, all-star resort, but it's still a Disney resort. And yeah. I think you'll be, it's, I think you're going to have low expectations. You're going to love it more than you think. I think I would pack some like cool sports jerseys and stuff to like match the resort. I wonder what the best resort would be to stay at if you're alone. I think she doesn't care. Because, because room th- size won't matter. Well, yeah. But I think that's where I would just look at the cheapest or the most value for like the most bang for your buck. Because if you're alone and you're probably, it sounds like she's going to be doing parks back to back. That That's really what she's focusing on. So it really doesn't matter, I guess. Well, I think you want to go with the easiest transportation or maybe location based. It's very personalized. Right. Like, right. Okay. Did we answer any of that? No, not yet. We're, all right, we haven't answered any of that yet, but I just wanted to mention about that because she said, I really don't care where I stay, like if, as if All-Star was kind of a bad thing, but I, I think like you're going to be fine. Okay, so back to your solo show, and I thought we shared a solo podcast episode, but I looking back in our archives, it was actually for our Patreon that I actually did. Bruce, you did not do a solo show. Again, like going to Disney alone. Uh, talking into the microphone alone is not my thing. It's not your thing. And I don't remember exactly what I said uh, in that episode that I shared, but I know that if I were going alone, I think, first of all, I would make shopping a priority because I can't seem to ever do shopping or do anything when I've got the whole family with me. Yeah, the kids don't allow you to do that for so long. And the kids, I mean me. (laughs) They all just want to move on. I think even our girls, like, who has girls that don't like to shop? I don't know what I did wrong as a parent. Uh, this guy right here. Parenting fail. If this was a video show, you would see me raising both arms. <laughs> okay. Our girls, for, I mean, that's not a parent. I feel like that's not a parenting fail. Uh, for me, it is because no one wants to shop with me. We're I mean, I train, I train them pretty well. <laughs> well, yeah, they do. They definitely do that. So I would make shopping a priority. I would 
do even though it's your solo i think i would make plans to do some sort of touring because you're alone and i think it would be cool to see you know one of the tours that they have in the parks i just think it would be a good time maybe meet some friends (laughs) meet new friends um and then i know for me personally i don't know if you have been to the parks when you're Wait, wait, did she say I've never? She said she's been before. Okay. I think I would relive, like, if you were as, like, when as a kid or whatever, I would definitely try to relive all those moments. And how awesome it would be just to be a single rider. Like, you would get on the attraction so quickly. I, you would. And there's certain ones that you'd be very much on very quickly. I feel like a solo show would be cool, but then, like, everything you'd have to be on with somebody else. No, it'd be like my trip, worst you nightmare. Mean? You said solo show. Solo trip. <laughs> what are you trying to say here? Uh, it would be my worst nightmare because every single attraction you have to go on with somebody else. You'd have to make a friend. I'd every... be a whole lot of sweating and it wouldn't even be hot. <laughs> Here's what I would do if I was going on a solo trip. Okay, let us know. I would immediately wait, email wait. a friend okay. and ask them to go with me. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, and I would just not stop until I found someone. <laughs> okay, that's Okay, so that's not solo at all. What do you think about her plans about going on to the quick service tier for the dining plan? I actually think that's a good idea. Same. And I never even thought of that before. Like that never even crossed my mind about dining. And I would and I would think, not that I've ever done it, but I would think it would be kind of awkward to sit alone in a fancy Disney restaurant. I, mean, I don't think the cast members would make you feel weird. I just think it would be weird. Just I would feel weird. I, guess. I don't know if you'd get the. I don't know if maybe you would. Or maybe you would like get a your, your like a standalone table and feel really special. Like people would assume that you're really somebody you know famous or something. Like wow, that lady's sitting all by herself at the California Girl. Who is that girl? Yeah, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> That's kind of something maybe I would. But do. But I would do quick service. Yeah, quick. I'm the I'm I'm just the wrong person to ask this question. Okay, I can clearly see that Connie's the absolute right person too. All right. Let's talk about this question. There is actually no name. So this technically could be another A because it's anonymous. She did, This person doesn't leave their name. I don't know why. Okay. If you could be any Disney character for Halloween, which one would you be? And why? <laughs> Oy. These are hard questions for me. You know what? I'm I feel like these questions are aimed for you, not for me. I'm realizing that now. But you know what, Bruce? Come on. You've got something tucked away in there. What Disney character... Can you think of? That's my wallet. You know what you could be? Can I choose for you? Yeah. I think I would do, I would, I would just go as like Walt Disney. No. Like you would just, you know, wear. I would have to be, if I was going to dress up. Okay. Which I'm never going to. Okay. But if, you know, that place freezes over and I dress up as a character, I would have to dress up as a character that you couldn't see my face. I would see. So you could be Walt and wear regular clothes. Are you saying I'm old? No, I'm just saying that like that would be. I feel like not as uncomfortable for you because you technically wouldn't look like you're in a costume. Listen, anytime you dress as something that you're normally not, it's okay. kind of uncomfortable. I have a newsflash for you. Yeah. When you're going to like the Disney's not so scary, uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, and you're the only one not dressed, everyone's looking at you. Yeah, but no, they're not. Yes, they are. That's true. They're like, who is that guy? Who's that guy not dressed up? And there was at least three other people there that weren't dressed up. And we were looking at them versus... Well, they were you. (laughs) They were you guys. So just news flash for you. All this time of you not wanting to dress up and everything. All eyes are on you. (laughs) 
Sorry. That is making it really uncomfortable. You're just making me think about it now. <laughs> All right. While you sit there and simmer that thought, I would like to answer who I would choose because I'm obsessed with Halloween. And I feel like this year, especially, I've been celebrating Halloween since August because we went to the Halloween party. And I'm going to say I kind of like it. August or Halloween? Halloween being celebrated since August. Like, I feel like Disney's on to something because it is my favorite holiday. Is it a holiday? Yeah. It's a holiday. And it feels like October, it goes by so quickly. So for me, I just feel like I've been just celebrating since that party that we went to. I know you do love Halloween. It's like your Christmas. It's like they started to celebrate Christmas November 1st. Now yeah. they with the Christmas music. Yeah. feels like they're doing that with Halloween, which and is fun. And they stretch it out and it's just so much fun. Okay, so. I think those oh. are the only two holidays that you can get away with that. You like you can't celebrate the 4th of July in May. Well, no. Right? Right. Like there's the only those only those or, are the only two holidays. Or Valentine's Day. I guess that would be We celebrate Valentine's Day every day. Right. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> before I make it really awkward, let me just answer this real fast. Too late. I wanted I've always wanted to be a member of the Waltzing Dead and when I saw this YouTube, this clip of it's on YouTube right now, but you can go in the Disney Parks blog archive, you could see some of the cast members dressed up as the Walting Dead. It's the coolest costume. I've always wanted to be that, but after I put a lot of thought and trust, and like, like when I say a lot of thought, I've been thinking about this question for a long time. Um, I was like, oh, I know. I've always wanted to be a Disney villain. Da, da, da. I want to be Snow White, Evil Queen. But then I just watched the Halloween party again that I have, a little clip of it, and I decided I have to be Oogie Boogie. I knew you were going to say that. You I knew, knew? Gonna, I thought you were going to say Oogie Boogie or one of those grave diggers. The grave diggers, I think, are cool, but I think the Waltzing Dead are even cooler because they're fancy. I think it's like <laughs> <laughs> so fancy. But, great, but Oogie Boogie because it's Oogie Boogie, and I could literally eat all the candy I want and not have to worry about a thing. How would you? Yeah. You, like why? Could, because by, how would you eat it, though? No, I would eat it. I would figure it. Out. I would figure out a way to eat it. And the costume is so big that I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. So it's like. But you eventually have to take the like costume Christmas off. It's like Christmas. Oh, you do. Yes, it's not like for the rest of your life. Oh. Which character would you like to be? It's you're going to Disney. Yeah. You're gonna feel awful the next day and be uh, like, "Wow, I feel like Oogie Boogie without the costume." I think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Next question. Let's move on. All righty. Go ahead. Move on. <laughs> uh, this isn't necessarily a question. But this oh. is just kind of a statement. Okay. But I wanted to read it because I, I think it's informative. All right. Just letting you know, we booked a week-long trip in December to introduce our five-year-old granddaughter to Disney. Well, that's awesome. Best grandparents ever. Our first stop on the first day, breakfast at the Kona Cafe. I wonder if he knew that rhymed. Our first stop on the first day, breakfast at the Kona Cafe. Ooh, fun. To try the Tonga Toast that we've heard so much about. From all you've told us, it's going to be great. We made sure to carve no, out some time. It's going to be a treat. I know, but I just read it, and they can't see the notes, Connie, <laughs> so you just ruined it. <laughs> Sorry. We made sure to carve out time at the Kona Cafe, not the Rainforest Cafe, to make sure we get the real deal. Thanks for all the tips and advice. Cheers, Chris. Well, Chris, good decision, because we have never had the, the Tonga Toast at the Kona Cafe, but from all we've heard, it's not the greatest. Wait, what? We've never had the to- Tonga Toast in the Kona Cafe. Rainforest Cafe, I said. Oh, you said Rainforest? I did. Oh, my mind. I was, okay, sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry. So the Kona Cafe and the Captain Cook's in the Polynesian are the places to go. Yeah. And, and I if never, you do go to the Kona yeah. Cafe, this is going to sound weird. Here we go. Get the spam. <laughs> that we're, I feel like they need to rename spam because of email spam. That's where my mind goes now. I'm pretty sure spam, the meat, came out way before email spam. I know, but now when I think of spam, I think of like email scams. <laughs> spam <laughs> is actually really, really popular in Hawaii. It is really popular in Hawaii. They make it a lot. And the Kona Cafe really knows how to make it. Well, I've never been to Hawaii. It's on the bucket list. But I, from what I've been told, they do a good job. And I don't know. It was really good spam. It's spam as good as spam can get, I guess. Well, I mean, you've heard all these stories about spam being horrible. Well, yeah. And then you go try it. And it's, you know, Mark made us try it. And I said, okay. I was making him try the Tonga Toe. So I figured I'd let him make me try the spam. And I actually didn't regret it. You know, it's funny. I'm glad you went over this qu- this comment because so many people, I feel, have messages within the last few months saying that they booked at the Rainforest Cafe to get the Tonga. And I don't, they didn't realize I had to message them back and say, oh, great. But it's actually at the Kona Cafe. And I, I don't know. We've never had it at the Rainforest Cafe. So maybe those people who have said they didn't like it just don't like it. Well, it's different. It's made differently, too. It's not the it's it's like more like a French toast than it is. Boo. It is like a massive piece of whatever the Tonga is. Right. What does Tonga mean? Tonga? I, gotta um, look that up. <laughs> I think it's like a nationality, isn't it? Tonga toast. Or All a right. place. OK, we should know that. Yeah. I feel like. we got, OK. I know when you type Tonga on an iPhone, a flag comes up. Oh, like a, an emoji. So it's got to be a place. That's cool. Okay, next question. Bruce and Connie, we are planning a trip to Walt Disney World next summer when our kids will be 8 and 10. I have a Magic Kingdom Fast Pass question and an Epcot Fast Pass question. We'll be in Magic Kingdom for two days. How would you divide your Fast Passes and how would you spend your time in the different lands over the two days? And then in Epcot, what would your ideal Fast Pass situation be? So for Epcot, the the Fast Passes that I would get for Epcot would be Soarin', and if you want to do test track or anything like that, because the other ones you can just wait in line. You know what? Frozen maybe if you want to go meet uh, go on that attraction in Norway, because that line's usually pretty long. So those are the three that I would kind of be like. Those are the three that have the longest lines, and you know, test track has the interactive game there, but it's not the it's not like it's the greatest line to wait in. It's not. Why is that? So I would say those three attractions are going to be the longest waits, and you may want to try to get those. So because Epcot has tiers, though, you kind of have to pick and choose the first one based on, like, what you're really dying to go on and what you don't really want to wait in line for. The thing about the Fast Pass selection, I feel, is that most of the popular ones, I feel like lately they do have good, okay, I don't know, good cues. Soren's doesn't have the greatest queue, I guess. They're all, listen, it's Disney. So they try to do a good job of making every queue a little interactive so you're not sitting there for 90 minutes staring at the wall. Yeah. But you have phones nowadays. Everybody's kind of on their phone, either doing something, talking to people behind you if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> or you're on your phone, right? So as long as you you have battery charges in your bag, no wait is horrible. But I do think you should pick out like the first one because when you do with the tiers, it breaks it down where I feel like it puts the best ones all in the same tier. So you have to pick which one is like a family maybe you can vote as a family like put everything in it i don't know how involved you want your family to be actually in your selection <laughs> but eight and ten is usually a fun age and i love having like their input and they'll have fun too because i feel like the vacation starts at home 
when you start helping especially the kids when they they help you plan like they can help you plan and even if you don't necessarily choose what they say like you could put like seven fast like they wouldn't know oh well I I don't know how the extra uh, fast uh, test track got in the hat right (laughs) so you could totally if you want to do that sort of thing sorry but anyway I think it'd be fun but it definitely have choose that one attraction first and then the other ones kind of get easier but I definitely think first for Epcot, Soaring is Soaring or Frozen Ever After are the top ones that most people. It just gets so busy. Right, those are the the longest ones that people want to wait for. What are the tiers? I have to go over the tiers so that everyone listening maybe they don't know what the tiers are. I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. All right. What about um, Magic Kingdom? For fast passes. Yeah. So for me, fast passes at Magic Kingdom it depends on like when you're going because if it's really really hot. Like Big Thunder Mountain, the queue is is gets really hot if it's sunny out. So that may be one. If you if you're going and it's going to be a hot day, maybe get one for Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Space Mountain is obviously one that you want to get a lot of. The Mine Train is something that people wait in line for for 90 minutes. To seems like it's always a 90 minute wait over there. Um, and then like Peter Pan's Flight is a long line that doesn't necessarily have the the best line to wait in. I think for the Magic Kingdom, it depends on if you're just if you did if your family does a rope drop or not. Because if you do, if you get there early, you can do a lot of Fantasyland, like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, really quickly and like get them kind of out of the way, if you will. I know that you know sometimes that's not the best way to absorb all the magic in Walt Disney World. You don't want to run to do anything, but maybe that will give you the chance to get the popular ones, and then it'll open up the whole day for you to have really you know absorb everything and take your time that said my biggest suggestion with the magic kingdom on fast passes would be make sure if you decide to if you decide to do them back to back make sure they're all within the same area because it gets so busy and it's so hard to just like walk around people it's not not to mention it's big right but just like walking around the crowd and to get to your fast it's just annoying so you want to make sure that they're kind of all within the same area or spread out enough where you can do like the later evening one or whatever and it's not necessarily like you're going to be in that area later in that day that said um when you use them all you can get more if they're available so Sometimes people want to use them in the beginning so they can try to get them more. Usually what I find is like when they do have more available, they're not the greatest. Totally falling asleep over here. Are you sleeping? Yes. Am I going on and on? I feel, yeah, I just. You're right. Yeah, I just, let's go to the next question. Okay. <laughs> next question. <laughs> um, this one is a question, I don't know from who, but it says, what made y'all start the podcast? Did you ever think it would grow as much as it has? I don't think it. I don't think I ever thought it would grow at all. I didn't think we'd get to two hundred and nine episodes. To be honest with you, yes. I thought we'd do like twenty episodes. It would be fun. We would, you know, we would do it for a few months, and it would be like something that we did, and it was fun, and people, you know, may may or may not have listened. Especially when my co-host is snoring next to me. Well, when we talk fast pass selections for an hour and a half, like I get bored out of my mind. It's technical, like it, and it, not only is it technical fast pass selections, I feel like there's a customized answer for every individual family. You're absolutely right. I'm just not the person to answer that question. I know. <laughs> I feel- there's certain things I'm qualified to talk about. I feel like fast pass selections for parks is not one of them. Okay, fair enough. Right. 
Yeah. Like, you want to talk to me about cues or a, a history of attractions? I'll love that stuff. But, like, which fast passage you should select or I don't feel like I'm qualified to help you with that. Okay. So I don't want to. Okay. Because you may listen to me and then you're going to be like, that Bruce was so wrong. Yeah. These are fast pass selections for introverts. This is the worst fast pass selection ever. <laughs> the line says five minutes. <laughs> Why would I get a fast pass for that? No joke. I think that has happened to you before. So. Okay. There you go with that. All right. Uh, what made us start the podcast? I, I honestly know. don't remember why we started the podcast. I think that podcasting was something that we. You don't were, remember. No, but I don't know what made us like, hey, let's start a podcast. I know that podcasting was like something that we like to do and we wanted to share our Disney experiences, but it, like. Oh, I don't, yeah. Wait. Okay. I clearly don't have enough coffee in me, but like you're talking about the actual podcast. Yes. Got it. Like, I don't, I don't know why I took that question a little too deep, maybe. Because I, I was going back deep. Like, what were you going back to? I was going back to that time where we were in Disney and we just, it reignited our passion. Well, I'm we, talking about the podcast. Okay. I didn't say what made you go to Disney. Yeah. Or love Disney as much as we did. Yeah. Like, what made you talk into a microphone? Okay. And record it for the whole world to hear? Oh, the whole world? I'm nervous now. Don't. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll continue to let you answer that one. So what we're just saying, I don't remember really why we started the podcast. I think it was just, it was like three and a half years ago now. And we would just, let's talk about, there was nothing really, you always start something that you want to hear. Okay. But it's not available to you. Okay. Right? So you always yeah. want to listen to something that, hey, why isn't there any podcasts that aren't, aren't people who don't live in Orlando or aren't travel agents? And this was, I mean, there's a bazillion of them now. But when we started, there wasn't a lot of people who lived in other places who were talking about their experiences going. And, no, I don't think And talked a... about history of it. Yeah. You know, and mixed a little bit of history and current stuff that's going on. Got it. Uh, yeah. I feel like we started podcasting at the time where podcasting was sort of new to us. And you, I feel like you were the one that really dove into it before me like i think you, if you mention podcast to 100 people today uh-huh 60 people will raise their hand or 70 people will raise their hand and be like yeah i know what a podcast is three and a half years ago it was like 25 people yeah you're like you do a podcast like what's a podcast but you also have to have the why so like why did we want to talk into a microphone it was really because we wanted to let more and more people feel what we feel when we go to Walt Disney World with the kids. And that wasn't available necessarily. Like it wasn't, like you said, it was a lot of single people talking to a microphone, a lot of people living in Orlando, which I feel like changes it, the perspective maybe. And it was a lot of, a lot of get your Excel spreadsheet out and put down every single time that you're going to be in Orlando and have everything documented and exactly time framed out. Yeah, and it's important to me because I feel like I was I was annoying family. <laughs> I was annoying family because every time we would get together for a family function, I don't mean our immediate family, but like, you know, my sister-in-law or whatever, I would annoy her to death about like why she should go back to Disney and why, you know, Walt Disney was so amazing and I I just needed to release that information. <laughs> you, yeah, you wanted to share your experiences with other people. Okay. And make them not have the same bad experiences that we had the first couple times we went, or the first time we went at least. Yes. And make it be an enjoyable experience. And 
you know what? Fast passes are important because you do want to be able to go on these attractions that you want to go on. Of course. But slowing down and seeing why Disney is what it is and not necessarily just a place to go on attractions. Like, there's more to Disney than just that. Right. But that said, it is, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. I keep going back to Lori's question and how we really didn't answer her fast pass question. I just, I answered it by not answering it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It just depends on, I guess what I need is more information. Because if it depends on if you're going early, um, I know you're going in the summer and all that. So I'll, I'll answer that, Laurie. Email Connie. <laughs> My email. Info at Unlocking the Magic. Subject line, Connie, not Bruce. But what, I'm do, but what I'm realizing with questions that we get and just feedback from other people is that the more and more we do the show, the longer we do the the more I realize that Disney is so custom to your like you have to customize it specifically for your family or you're not going to have a good time and yeah. i don't think many people realize that i think they try to to get like organize it because it, it costs so much money to go yeah especially if you don't live close like if you right. live far away and you have to fly it costs a lot of money to go on a disney vacation like just to get to the if you stay on disney property the flights staying on property eating if you, especially if you don't have the dining plan and you're staying on disney property without transportation it costs a lot to eat there the cost of the parks to get in. So what's your point? Though? So my point is that people spend so much money that they want to make sure that their experience is exactly what they think they want it to be. So they yeah. want to they want to have everything planned. So that way, if they plan everything out, they're like, all right, my experience is going to be amazing for this much money that I spend because I planned everything out. All the details. And then you and then you don't see why it's. Magical. But then you get there and you're circumstances like, are so different that you're like, oh, I planned all this out and it's not exactly what I want to do or my family likes to do. It's what I heard somebody else want to do. Got it. And they told me I should do. Right. But you have to really look at what your family likes and then yeah. base your trip on that. And sometimes plan a little bit and let a little bit happen naturally. Organically. Yes. But it's funny that you said that because you know how we did the whole Disney fail episode? Uh, we posted something on Facebook talking about the Disney fails. Uh, what is your, and we asked, we asked you guys, what is your Disney biggest Disney fail? And one of them actually, this is from Kelly and she says over planning and scheduling reservations. So Bruce, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> That's just me personally. That's what I feel. And like I, I, from talking to people that have emailed us gone and then emailed us after they've gone, they've said similar things. Yeah. So that's my take on that. Okay. But I agree with that. All right. Time for some Walt Disney trivia. Sure, let's go. We can talk about that. And then we're going to finish it off with the tombstone questions, right? Yep. Or tombstone submissions, I should say, because those are pretty epic. Okay. All right. So let's start with those Disney trivia questions, and then we'll get into a couple of the good tombstone submissions that we had from uh, people on Facebook or email. Okay. And this is from the Walt Disney Family Museum. If you haven't checked them out yet, their website at waltdisney.org and their Instagram is actually Walt, it's WDF Museum. So for Walt Disney Family Museum. It's a really cool place. I have it on our bucket list for a long time and I get real excited when I see these uh, trivia questions. Okay. True Life Adventure films. I, you know, sometimes I forget that Walt Disney loved doing these True Life Adventure films. Didn't he do Seal Island was one of the ones that he did? Yeah. And there's a bunch of them. And I just think it's really cool um, Disney history. And I want to open this up to the kids. I want to 
just have them see these films. Uh, I think it'd just be really important. Anyway, this question is, what was Walt's first true life adventure film? Seal Island or African Lion? I think it was African Lion. Oh, you were so close. Was it Seal Island? <laughs> it says Seal Island. Walt's- Actually, I knew. I just thought like she would have said something if it was Seal Island. <laughs> when I said Seal Island. It's tricking you. Uh, Seal Island, Walt released Seal Island and only played in one theater of one week in Los Angeles. This happens to be the minimum requirement to qualify for the Academy Awards. It would go on to win Best Short Subject. I had no idea. It was one theater one week in L.A. I knew the history of that because I watched a documentary before and I listened to a few audiobooks actually. Mm-hmm. And they go into a lot about why he started Seal Island in uh, one of the audiobooks, I believe, I believe we have it on our shelf over there. I'd have to go look it up, and uh, maybe I'll drop it in the link on the Facebook page or uh, in our Patreon group. But I re- I listened to the audiobook, and you know, you watch a documentary video, and they they talk about it for two minutes. But in the audiobook, they go into a whole detail of he, him, uh, Walt, getting bored. Kind of, he always got bored, and that's why he always wanted to do new things, mm-hmm. and why he and he loved animals. So that's kind of why he. Uh, rec- uh, wanted to do a documentary, a live animal documentary. It was just something different for him. Um, yeah. And they go into all of it, like how we recorded it and, you know, how they created all of that and why it's uh, actually pretty impressive as to what they did way, way, way back then. And I, again, want to introduce these films to the kids because I feel like it's just a part of Disney history that they are, I don't think they're aware of. I mean, they even have those now. I mean, there was a couple of recent movies that they were, were so good. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a, an extension of what Walt started way back then. Okay, beginning in 1948, so he made 13 true life adventure films. 13. Wow. So we have 13 to go watch with the kids. How many of these 13 films were given Academy Awards? I have no idea. Eight. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's a high number. That is a high number. Walt, I mean, he did a lot of the good things. Like, imagine, like, if you could in life replicate Mm -hmm. all the, when you hear about Walt Disney World now, you, you, and you do some research like, oh, Walt, like you don't know how much he struggled, but he did have a lot of successes too. Yes. The thing is, is he didn't let the failures get to him, which I think is why he had so many successes. Yeah. And he, he and he always was creating something different, right? Yep. Sometimes different is better than better. I think that that's something that everyone struggles with. It's like when something goes wrong, it, you know, if you dwell on it for too long, it's going to prevent you from creating something incredible. And I think that that is one thing that we can take away from Walt Disney is that he failed a lot, but he also overcame them. And I think that that is just be just amazing. Something yeah. that I want to take away anyway. Okay. Next one. Like we failed on the fast pass question. Totally. But we're nailing these trivias. <laughs> well, I don't know about nailing them. Okay. You're, you're, you're coming up with good trivia questions. Okay. This one you're going to have to kind of answer off the cuff. There's not going to be uh, an A or B scenario. So okay. this one is with the... Okay. Believing nothing was impossible, Walt pioneered many groundbreaking technology advances in sound, color, and storytelling. With the invention of the multiplane camera, he... Hooked audiences with an illusion of realistic depth in animated movies, which is really incredible. Beginning with which 1937 film? I believe it's Pinocchio. Okay. So your final answer. I think that's my final answer. Is Silly Symphony, The Old Mill. Oh. I think Pinocchio is where he perfected it. Well, which again, I'm going to say, is another film that I want to introduce to our kids. 
hope they can uh, schedule them all in. Maybe we can do like a long weekend or something. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> all together, huddle up on our one sofa that we've got. Okay, last one. Walt gifted what to his wife to represent? Oh, I'm sorry. After his Oscar wins. Huh? What did Walt gift Lillian, his wife, after his Oscar win? I don't know. He Walt gifted his wife, Lillian, a charm bracelet with Oscar charms representing each win. Isn't that cute? Is that cute or is it like, huh, look at me. That's fancy. Yeah. She was fancy. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I uh, mean, like, he gave her a gift, but it's really about him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see how that's... Uh... Right? Like, look at me. Look at me. Here's a bracelet for you, but it's it's really about me. <laughs> Isn't that how you kind of gift things to me? Maybe. Here's this new camera you wanted, Connie. Yes, yeah, so let's take some videos now. <laughs> let, me, let me show you how it works. Excellent. And then I never see it again. All right, let's get into these tombstone ones okay Okay, i'm only gonna name two because we're going long on time here sorry so all right this one's from rick here lies connie of unlocking the magic she died talking and it was tragic (laughs) these are pretty funny okay what do you got uh i'll keep this short for bruce it says thank you very much keith i appreciate it okay here lies connie from unlocking the magic was thrown from space mountain how very tragic (laughs) oh my gosh so perfect that is which one would you rather would you rather well, because I'm team talk so much, I've got to pick Rick. I think Space Mountain. I'm picking Keith because I think Space <laughs> Mountain is pretty fun. <laughs> so those right. are the two tombstones. Those were the best ones we found. Good job, guys. Thank you so much. You guys get stickers. Yeah, for submitting to those. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I just want to thank our sponsors real quick, Kingdom Strollers. If you head into Disney World and you have little kids, check out KingdomStrollers.com, your uh, stroller partner there. They'll let you use the stroller at your resort and at the parks. You can head over to KingdomStrollers.com for some more information. And also, thank you to our preferred travel partner, Enchanted Escapes Travel. If you're looking for a Disney vacation, world, land, cruise, anything like that, let Enchanted Escapes Travel assist you in your planning of your trip. Fast passes, dining reservations, all that good stuff they do for you. And it doesn't cost you any money, right? That's the best part. They'll organize it all for you, take care of all those refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And it doesn't cost you any money. All you have to do is go over to Enchanted-EscapesTravel.com and let them know you heard them on the Unlock the Magic podcast. That's right. Right on. Right on. <laughs> so that's all the stuff we have for you on this episode of the show. Connie? Yes. Please. Are you still with me? I am. I'm thinking about the uh, tombstones, actually. Those are pretty funny. Those are really cool. If you have some tombstones and you want to submit them, go over to Facebook or on our email list, info at unlockingthemagic.com. And everything that we mentioned on this episode of the show, you can find on our show notes. We'll take all the notes for you. If you want to listen to that, maybe I'll link up that audio book in the show notes that I was referring to earlier. Yeah, that would be that would be very good of you. Awesome, Connie. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, that's over at unlockingthemagic.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Unlocking the Magic Podcast, Facebook, Unlocking the Magic, and on YouTube. We're going to be kind of testing some things out on our YouTube channel. So you're going to want to go subscribe over on YouTube. You can just search Unlocking the Magic on YouTube and we'll pop up there. Perfect. Right. I, I am fading away. I, I apologize. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Busted, have a great <laughs> have a great week, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode of the show. Bye, everybody.